Hey, people, what's good? This is episode 77. Got Liz Robo, got Drew Cannon in the background, and the episode starts right now. La, 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 la. Warm it up. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> Them boys are waiting. <laughs> My milkshakers and the boys from the yard. <laughs> so what's They're up, people? Right. Jason DeBase, this is episode 77 in the house, back in the house. Entertainer, actor, performer, Liz Rebel. And behind <laughs> her, I got Drew Cannon from the Bad Boys series. Drew, uh, before we got in the air, and I know I know you, you're going to you gotta bounce in and out or whatever, but I wanted to keep you yep. on long enough. What? How has pan the this pandemic messed with like we we talked a little bit about stage, but let's start with film. How you how has it affected film? Yeah, so I mean, like everybody else, the pandemic's just killing every industry, and uh, it's the same on the film side. Um, throughout the year, uh, the the major film industries shut down here and there, and. Um, like the like some of the bigger shows like some of the NCISs, uh, procedurals, some of your favorite shows that are on TV working every week, they just had to shut down and stop production. So a lot of those for months mm -hmm. months out of this last year have been out and because of that the rest of the industry shut down. A lot of auditions stopped because with the with the questions surrounding COVID, you know, nobody knew what to do and with film productions having such big crews they couldn't take the chance to even film anything new or have an audition um so as everybody else in the world navigated through this so did we and that's that's what we did but a lot of work was missed out on this no past doubt. year which no sucked. doubt yeah and you, you and broadway right was like like a ghost oh, town broadway, yeah it's a ghost town through 2021 they're still shut down um they made that decision though oh man like halfway Halfway through the pandemic, they, they decided to shut down and shut down all the way through 2021. Yep. So, you know, with the with the vaccines coming out and everything, maybe it might change a little bit, you know, fingers crossed. <laughs> did you, but, uh, dude, did you see, and before you go, la one last question before you bounce, because from there, oh, from yeah, there, it's sure. just me and Liz, because God damn it, she's come a long way. Um, did that. you see Tom Cruise flip that F out? <laughs> on that yes. on that crew oh my gosh well he was telling me actually that sag if you're um under sag they're super super strict so like on one side if i'm like pro his freak out then it does make sense on why he didn't want like the movie shut down mm -hmm. but that was like insane that was better than his proposal <laughs> dude hold up one sec let's see if we got it breaks the news look at these people chilling this is why Tom Cruise got mad. This is why what it's called. Oh man! All right. So I don't know. I'll let that keep rolling as as we go. But but he's like, I don't ever want to see you. If you do it again, you're out. You're out. You a man, dude. Let me tell you something. That I grew up. That's how your boss was supposed to talk to you. <laughs> I mean, now you a boss can't even say boo on Halloween. It's like, oh, uh, I mean, it's so weird that like a boss these days has to apologize to their employee for their employee fucking up. I'm like, 
No, 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 no. Su super necessary. Do you you guys do you agree? Yeah. Drew, yeah. do you agree? Uh, agree on what? The how Tom? I mean, yeah. did Tom Cruise go too far, or was it just right? So I, I think, in, uh, I think for, in in uh, Tom Cruise fashion, for what you know, who we know him as, I think it was just right. Yeah. As far as Tom Cruise, and the, you know, the, it's funny. There's there's um. I do kind of agree with him because, you know, he's also a producer. He produces a lot of his things as well. So he's dumping a lot of money and he's taking a lot of precautions. As he said in the video, he's doing all these things to try to to try and keep people having jobs. So, you know, there is that aspect of it's like the least you can do is is abide by the very strict rules that, that yeah. you know, are in place so that you can have the job. It's so like how many people you, stand to lose, right? So many people yeah. stand to lose because a few people can't just just do this this little thing for yeah, this this, this short amount of time. Yeah. Yep. And I th but I think to your point too, he I think he comes from an older school of thought too, where it's just like he yells it and he let his point be known and. Um, to me, I I loved it because it's like I I remember that growing up too. I was like, yes. I, that was my constructive criticism. It came in the in the form of yelling. So. And it also so, shows yeah, that he's it. always in character. <laughs> yeah, Isn't that, doesn't Dude. that sound like something he would do in a movie? Don't you ever do that again. You're all out. Yeah. You understand me? You're all out. You know. Dude, I saw him in New York, and he walked by me, and he said, "I have to pee." You know, like everything is dramatic. He couldn't just say, "I got to use the bathroom." No. No, Tom Cruise is was one dimensional. He I have to pee. Yes. And you Scientologists, you, we, you free Tom that. Cruise. All right. Free Tom Cruise. You Christian right. Scientologists. Free him, <laughs> you know. And free John Travolta. Oh, we got a bit that's you know? a t-shirt. Yes. And rehab Leah Romani. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Cool, man. Thank you so much, Uncle Drew. Thanks for sticking around, man. Of course, of course. Yeah, cool. I might pop and, in and out, but uh, y'all have a fun time. Yes, and you and me do it. We, we do this. We do this soon too. Okay, we do this again Dude, soon I love too. It. Yeah, I love right. it. Cool. Awesome. So, right. Liz. Later. Later, <laughs> man. Later, buddy. So, Liz. <laughs> Shit. All right. So, Liz. Let's see. Am I back? Yeah. So. God, how empty does this feel without Miranda? <laughs> Dude, that's my girl. <laughs> yes, she is. Listen, I, I, I think, look, since the pandemic, the podcast has only gotten better in, in, in a way that people didn't have to fly in to do the podcast. So if I have a friend in New York, yeah. you know, or someone's in Chicago, I had a, a volleyball player, Dave McKenzie, he's in Malaysia for Christ's sakes. So, um, you know, um, Tina Gardina splits her time in LA and Latvia. So it did help me with my client uh, base as far as interesting people, you know, which is, Absolutely. which is included, but not limited to star power. I just want interesting people, right? Or, yeah. I mean, Liz, there are people who probably make more money than you than um, probably, you know, um, yeah. have a nicer car. No, but, yeah. but when I, but when no. I tell, you ever see Avengers, the movie Avengers? Um, That's my shit. When Captain America had told Tony Stark, he's like, what would you be without that suit? And he goes, millionaire, entrepreneur, playboy, right? So, I, and I thought that was a cute yes. line. But, but Captain America <laughs> said after, and this is, this is what got under his skin. He said, I know guys who are none of those things worth 10 of you. 
Yeah. Tell me to tell me, but tell me that in the face of war, though. No, but when I but when I say I have I have have friends or I know people who are none of those things were ten of you. I I give you a Liz Ribble. I mean, you don't look. We both have good lives. We're in the South Bay. You know what I'm saying? We get to sing, we get to perform, we get to do whatever we want for money. You know, sometimes we do it for free. Um, But so we fell into or inserted ourselves into a better life than most. So, so I'm not saying that you're down on your luck or anything, but I don't think you let material things or um, your, your need, your need to play the validation game define, um, over define who you are. And I, and I respect that you know yeah no i don't live by material objects um drew's more of a minimalist than i am because Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i love like you know living where we live and i love having what i have but i'm i'm very grateful for every little trinket every little like every little thing that i have like Mm -hmm. and i try to teach that lesson to my son as well and i'm just like you're right, you said it best. Like we're living the life in South Bay. <laughs> like you can't, you can't go wrong here. I can walk down, bike down to the beach, and you know, just go chill. But um, no, I mean, I don't have much to complain about because I got, you know, I got food, a roof over my head, and I have my loves. You know, my son and Drew. So. Yeah, man, you're your killer voice too, man. Kill, great, great voice. Um. <laughs> And I know people are trying to steer you that direction from performer to like maybe recording something, you know? Oh. Right? Yeah. <laughs> nah. No. Yeah, but like I get too nervous. Like it's different when we're, okay, let me set the mood, okay? When we're at Hennessy's and there's like maybe like six of us there and we got Leslie, you know, hosting it and everything, you know, it's just such a different feel. It's more of my escape. It's like, nothing else in the world matters but those six people that made it that are are the regulars that like we know exactly what's going to happen we're going to cheer our people on like it's so it's such like a different thing than actually going and like performing for like hundreds or like you know what i mean like it's just like it's my escape it's it's my shedding of my one of my skins you know i'm a chameleon i like to think of myself as a chameleon and that's one of my colors you know, like, I just love, I love it. I it's think, so yeah, creative. I think definitely. I think, you know, the cool thing is like shape, shapeshifter makes people think you're like a whole bunch of personalities, but, and maybe you are, but there, it's not like you're any of the personalities is you pretending to be something that you're not. You are all, right? We are all of those people. But I mean, who says yeah. you, who says you have to be this one kind of person that, 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 you know, like, listen, I know people the same way they speak to each other, pe- to people at work, or the same way they speak to their wife and their kids or whatever in their family at home. And then there's some people, the way they're at work, they behave a certain way. But when then with their friends, they're just they're just freaking wild and this and that. And <laughs> and I, the weird thing is, I think the higher your stature is, I think the more people lose some of that because 
they give up a lot of their personal life because they're scared of their behavior outside of the office or whether they're a finance person, you know, building their reputation or portfolio, you know, you're not going to be standing on a table singing, singing, um, I I don't know, all that jazz, right? So, you you know, someone films that and and your boss is like, what are you you doing? And you're like, well, that's my personal life. What? Oh, she seems to think she has a personal life. So, and and in our line of work of entertainment, right? I mean, once someone decides to be an entertainer, no matter what level, you you do it for for nothing, you do it from nickels and dimes, you do it for a ton of money, you do give up some of your personal life. And it's so weird watching rich people be like, oh, I want his privacy. I'm like, no, no, you you took the money, <laughs> you know, and I'm not I'm not one of those people flashing a camera in your face. But you had to know that that right. You have to know things come with the territory. Right. If you're a practicing yeah. attorney, um, if you're a defense attorney, guess what? Yeah, sometimes you might have to represent someone that did it. <laughs> yeah. Somebody that yeah. did it. <laughs> and that's. <laughs> really harsh right funny yes yes they mm-hmm. did it but you still have to represent them because why that's your job title that's what you decided to be that's yeah. what you put all your energy and focus into and you like i said i'm like you're taking the checks you accepted the money so mm-hmm. no 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 please yeah. if, I, if i was a lawyer i would have i would have loved to defend martha stewart <laughs> <laughs> right because she's someone she that she's so, so gracefully no, but that's what i'm saying she could have look she there's no one there's no celebrity that was better than at manning up than this woman and just be like hey it's all right true. i gotta go to prison just send me to fort myers or the only thing softer than the guards are the pillows you know i'll do my year <laughs> i get out and guess what i'm still gonna i'm still gonna sell some stuff i'm gonna make cbd for dogs <laughs> okay dude and you have, have you, you seen some of the commercials she recently just put out like <laughs> she was like she's like cutting the fish and she's like and this is how you play a fish and the other person's talking she's like excuse me like she's like on there yes. oh my gosh and i was like you turned it around dude. girl and you she made even more of a name for herself like shit like I feel like I've heard her names like more after she got locked up than before. Yes. Let me tell you something. She, there's Lil' Kim had to do a year for, um, um, I guess, lying to the police, a uh, perjury. She had to do a year for perjury. She came out, you know, she was gone for a minute, came back, did an album, never really heard, heard about her since. But um, And rap, it's not about how much you make, it's about how much you spend. So... You know, as long as she signed with the, the right people and she didn't take too many advances, I, I'm sure she ain't broke, you know. And, and she she did live and, and do her music at the time of residuals. Like, you know, you get you get mm-hmm. pennies for whatever sells. So you sell a million records at a, at a penny a piece. That's still $10,000. So, so um, but check this something. out. Martha Stewart launches a line of CBD dog treats. Hold up a sec. We got to pull this shit up. <laughs> you can't make this up. All right. Sorry, I don't I, I didn't. Let's move that. Martha Stewart wants to help pet owners turn their dog days into dog days. Oh, my God. <laughs> she is God. bringing a new line of CBD dog treats to the market. Dude, those dogs are going to be lit. <laughs> They're going to just be chilling. Yeah. Look, people, but at least they get the taste of Martha Stewart in their let me tell you something, people. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking in my head. 
But look, pick a li- it's, you know why, right? Because people, the people are now, I mean, not now, but people have for quite some time been taking their dogs with them, right? They get doctor's notes. I want to take my little dog on the plane. It's there for emotional, you know, emotional, emotional support. support. And they yeah. get doctor's letters. You bring your dog on the train. It's, just, you know, these little handbag dogs. I, I call us accessories. I don't even call them dogs. But they are They're cute. Accessories. No, they are cute. <laughs> They're accessories. But, but now... Like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, do you think maybe chill. maybe some of these dogs get get like nervous in environments and just shit, <laughs> you know, and just and just shits. That's <laughs> why C, maybe that's why CBD helps, right? No, well, okay. So I do have to say this. Um, so we have a little uh, a dog here. It's my roommate's dog, and his name's Cooper, and he's the most adorable little fluffer ever. Okay, but he does get like nervous and he does get anxious, you know, just. And it's so sad because you see him and he's like biting himself and stuff because he's just like, you know, nervous, like mom's gone, everybody's gone because we all like are in and out of the house. And I just kind of, you know, and she feels bad. She's like my baby, you know, like, and that is her baby. So, I mean, like for that, like a CBD treat would like definitely help for that, like for the dogs that are nervous. But he's like any other time, like chill, relaxed, like totally cool dog. But like when it's time, like for mom to leave and stuff, like. Like just come here, get it. Like open your mouth for Martha Stewart. Come on, dude. I I could just picture it though, right? Like you have a dog on the plane, and the flight attendant's like, uh, "How's are you doing? Okay?" And how's and how's your dog doing? And the dog is just like, <laughs> you know, just kind of like show his teeth. <laughs> you know, ah. so right. Yeah. Take the dog to the comedy show. Gonna start laughing at jokes. Rawr, 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 rawr. So, <laughs> so I mean, what the, what the oh, fuck? And I okay, you're back. But um, <laughs> but I'm like CBD for that. dogs, dude. CBD for dogs. Uh, Martha Stewart. Amazing. But where you at? We love you. You and you are a gangster. <laughs> no doubt so (laughs) i mean i worked at a doctor's office and i had to edit edit and type so many letters for i i I guess it's weird like lauren bacall celebrity she she had a dog named sophie and she brought that dog that dog goes on the plane you know um sophia loren you, you know she i think she had a pet at the end it's it's they are there. I mean, it's I, 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 I tease people. You, 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 you're, making, you're making a bullshit excuse to have your dog on a plane for emotional support. But guess what? I, I think when you look at someone and they don't, maybe they're single, right? Or maybe their significant other passed away and they have this dog and it's there, you know, it's there when they need it. And I'm like, okay, wow, okay. What, how, how fast do I type this shit up, man? That emotional support is a real thing. That, I mean, not just the yeah, man's best friend, is. right? It's 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 that's it's a real thing, dude. I, I um the humans best friend. I actually had a study on it. I was gonna put up, but I I think we've gone back, we've gone way past the study that that shows you know how this okay. this. Well, I do want to ask you. Go ahead. What kind of dog do you think of, or that you would see more as uh, an emotional support dog? And I only ask because my sister has one and. It's just I want to see what you think. Uh, like for what, my for myself, the yeah old... no, just like for anybody, like what is the word oh dog shit? Like, oh, All right, well, let me start with me. Support. Let me start with me. Mm-hmm. For myself, I had an Alaskan Malamute when I was little. So for everybody that doesn't know what an Alaskan Malamute is, 
I want you to picture what a Siberian Husky looks like, right? And then it doesn't have blue eyes. It has dark eyes. And now you take this Siberian Husky and you, and you inflate it. You blow it up maybe one and a half times as big. And um, that's what I had. And I had an Alaskan Malamute when I was nine years old. So when you're nine years old, so so you got you're this little tiny person right i'm this little tiny person and i'm walking this huge dog which i mean when you're nine years old it looks like a dire wolf have anyone seen game of thrones with di the dire yes. wolves look like yeah um whoa all right so here's a good picture of one look that's at that's huge that's a fluffy that's a fluffy melon that's a fluffy baby. Yeah, right there. so it's a furry baby. Um, here's one as a puppy. These are ones as a puppy, and and as puppies, they're mistaken for huskies because at around this time, you know, they're the same size. But if you look at the legs, it doesn't show the paws or anything like that. Um, those things grow. That that's one as a puppy. So when for yeah, myself, huge so for puppy. myself, it's for emotional support, uh, uh, I always go back. I, I can't, I, it's an involuntary reflex. I instinctively go back to the Malamute. This, this dog, I, I lay, yeah. as a nine-year-old, I lay on top of, and it's, and it's like this Your big, big old furry, yeah, it's this big old furry blanket. <laughs> um, and let me tell you this, when you walk a Malamute down the street and you're nine years old, everyone gets the fuck out of your way because <laughs> yeah. they know like, they know if that malamute wants to drag wants to tug you with it <laughs> you're not you're, you're not i mean look you're the leash is just an accessory <laughs> you're nine years Seriously. old you can't you can't control where that what, what that dog wants to do you know no. so oh yeah. my gosh squirrel Run. Yes. Or a little dog barking at him. You know how like little dogs walking, oh. patrolling around looking for bigger dogs to mess with? They're on the leash like, oh man, you are so lucky. If I didn't have this leash, boy. And <laughs> and the Malamy would wait. He'd but like, like <laughs> no, but the cool thing about my dog is he wouldn't, um, he wouldn't go after the little dog right away. He'd wait. He'd wait. He's smart. He wait because he knows I'm I, I'm I'm securing it to make sure it doesn't happen. And when he waits, I'm like, all right, cool. He doesn't care. And then like three seconds later, whoa, he just goes after. I'm like, oh shh, ah. So for me, I think of um, Alaskan Malamute. We talked about Tom Cruise, his comfort dog. I would say what, German what, Shepherd. What would his comfort dog? Be? I would I would say German Shepherd. German Shepherd. For Marth, oh, Martha goodness. Stewart. Definitely a Pomeranian, uh, one of those little Pomeranians. Oh, you know, one of those little, the little yappers. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yep. Yeah, she, no, but you, for sure. Listen, Martha Stewart could probably have a conversation with that dog. It's like, do you want breakfast? You know, it's like, it's the type oh, of bark, you know? Yes. How do about you? Want you? CBD yes. <laughs> <laughs> do you want CBD treats? <laughs> just, just wha so wagging back. Yesterday, the other batch, the dog's the tester. Oh, for the people that tuned in on this, waiting for a volleyball podcast. Sorry, for the people tuning on in this, waiting, wait, uh, uh, wanting to leave a better version of yourself. Uh, maybe, maybe stick around. Maybe you'll get something out of this. This is, guys. This you is just purely something? for fun and and. And the purpose of the podcast is to provoke thought using sports, entertainment, health, and wellness, and current events. This is the entertainment part. How, what about your comfort dog? Um, <laughs> so my, I actually, I would take my sister's dog as my comfort dog because this is my baby. Okay. Um, her name is Harley Quinn, and she is a pit bull mastiff. 
she is huge and she cuddles you like a human she lays down and she opens up her legs and her arms and she comes over and she just she cuddles you she's just she's my baby and she has luscious lips and that's just like the little flappers <laughs> just go everywhere that would be my comfort dog also it would instill fear into everybody i walk by like move no doubt no. Yeah. Oh, come on. Look, I, I I don't know if I have a natural fear of little dogs, but I don't know why I tend to give them their space. I have more respect for their space more than I have for a bigger dog. My girl and, Kel and Kelly, like my significant other, she's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and I'm just like, go, just go on the other side, please. And she's like, you got to be kidding me. You, you got to be you kidding me. So. So, Women should know chivalry is not dead, like on no, their end. No, it just so. smells funny. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, so. <laughs> right? That's that's how the play goes. Chivalry isn't dead. It you, just smells funny. Oh, I'm stuck on these treats. So every time you take a walk with your woman, you just have a bag of Martha Stewart CBD dog treats. Mm -hmm. Just drop them, and that dog will chill out. Like oh <laughs> every God. time you pass by, he's going to remember you. I can't even imagine. What the hell's a cop going to say? You have a prescription? Oh, cool. It's California. Oh, cool. You have a prescription for yourself. And you're like, not well. No. Uh, not, not, ex <laughs> not exactly. <laughs> not exactly. <laughs> have you seen Due Date? No. Tell me. No. Okay, so there's this scene um, with Robert Downey Jr. in the car. And oh my gosh, that's guy, uh, the other guy always, like, his name escapes me. Oh my gosh. But I, I love him. He's in a phenomenal comedy, like, uh, comedian and actor. Like, oh, I'm so in love with him. But he has a dog with him. And so Robert Downey Jr.'s character takes, like, a little nap on the road, right? And... <laughs> They're going through the border of somewhere. Yeah. And all of a oh, sudden Zach. He wakes up to the smell of weed. Yes, Zach. Yeah. Yes. And he wakes up. He's smelling. He was like, "It's uh for my glaucoma." He's stoned, right? Zach stoned, and the dog stoned out of his mind. It like just sitting there, like the poor freaking dog was in space. But that's how I feel. Like cops would knock on me the window oh yeah of a car. and why the hell is it isn't legal in every state is beyond me i mean i think chris rock phrased it the best he doesn't they don't want you to buy they want you to buy their drugs <laughs> they don't want you to buy these drugs <laughs> they want you to mm, buy their drugs and honestly as far as their drugs is concerned, and maybe we're talking about Big Pharma, or maybe we're not talking about it. When the hell are they going to get on board and get some of this money? Why do I mean you make it legal? Don't you think Big Pharma is going to get on board and make make some of this money? This way, people have their CBD, and, and this this person is, is making a pile of money off of people who buy it. Like I don't even, and I'm not even look. I'm one of the bigger promoters of the legalization of it, and yet I myself have never, never, never. Um, I never even smoked a cigarette. I've, I've never I've never did an edible never smoked a joint never wow. never put anything up my nose or whatever I mean uh, um my Brooklyn and Irish and African American upbringing just only permitted me to drink alcohol you know but you know <laughs> I, 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 and I think I'm cool with booze because I don't have the same negative effects that other people have about booze yeah. like, we've look we've been at hennessy's so many times all right and we're going to get back to hennessy's for a, a minute because we were talking about we were talking about this this escapism in this space within this yeah. space and i want to i want to address that in a minute because that's that's as important as it is entertaining but yeah. 
some Jesse Ventura phrased this best. Ex-governor um, and WWF star and former Anthrax bodyguard. You never saw someone smoke a joint, go home and beat their wife. <laughs> right? With alcohol, you just never know. In a bar, yeah. every guy thinks he's an MMA fighter. You know, every girl thinks she's Madonna and she's sloshed all over the place and sloppy, sloppy. You know, breath smell like something died farting in her mouth. Uh, um, and but and I'm like, how many stories do you hear? Uh, oh, this was a marijuana, uh, CBD-related incident. <laughs> it just, it just doesn't make. Look, if, if you look, smoking a long joint. Yeah, <laughs> no, but I think the point I was trying to make: if you look really hard and if you search, it's the internet. You're going to find anything to support your argument, and maybe there's one or two or three cases out there. But if, if I'm wrong, I think I'm only wrong three times, and I think alcohol, I'm right 150,000 times. So. So um, let's just get on this legalization thing. One of my close friends, he's the founder of American Hemp Company. He's um, in um, Seattle or, or Washington, either Washington or Oregon. His name is Chris Ships. Uh, man, I get my video flagged every time because he's just he's just lighting up. We're doing the podcast and he's just lighting up at the same time. And I'm like, OK, there goes my views, you know. So the last time I had him on the podcast, it was election night. And it was oh. the, it was the perfect time to do it. And you're, you're going to love this story. He's like. Jay, I don't even, I'm only here for entertainment. I'm, if you think like I got in this podcast, cause we decided to do an election night podcast. He says, if you think I'm on this podcast, giving a shit about what happens tonight, you're wrong. I already know what's going to happen. He says, you're going to look at the polls and Trump's going to be ahead and everybody's going to go to bed. And when they wake up the next morning, it's going to be tied or Biden's going to be ahead. And then all of the Trumpers are going to be like, oh, my God, it's rigged. I told you it's rigged. Oh, they should have stopped the count. He, if you listen to this podcast, uh, uh, and I don't know the episode number. He was on my show twice. He walked me through everything that was going to happen uh, before it happened. And, and during election night, as it was happening, I'm like, oh, man. I thought Biden was ahead in Ohio. He just lost. You know, oh, this guy's Biden's ahead in Florida. It looks like he, he's going to whatever. He's like, Jay, trust me, this is not going to end tonight. It's going to go on for days, days. And then when the count is done, it's still going to go on. He called it. He called yeah. it. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's, I know some people like the that man's too. been in the same room as Donald Trump a, a bunch of times because he used to bartend in exclusive clubs in New York and, and, and he's seen Trump's behavior. Uh, um, as a human being, uh, as a president, whoever's listening, I don't know, I don't care. You know, I ain't trying to throw hands with you because you you believe in some guy you never met in your life. You ain't gonna get your ass. I ain't I ain't gonna kick your ass over Trump. Sorry, you know, <laughs> or or Biden for that matter, right? Remember we had that discussion a few months ago, like like. <laughs> Yeah, but no, but remember we had that discussion. We had some funny videos, right, of them saying funny shit. We had we put up like two videos. It was uh, Miranda. Yeah. Miranda, we oh, miss you. Oh, Miranda, oh gosh, Miranda, Miranda, we love you. But Ooh. I tell you the same thing I tell everybody else. Don't make this more complicated than it is. If you think Biden entering, entering November on a dementia drumstick, half of his mind, if you still think that's still better than Trump, then vote for him. And if you don't, vote for Trump because to, to me it was that simple you know, you're not looking yeah. for honor integrity or someone that led his life or whatever no I'm just I just want someone in office who's a good guy he don't even need to be a great guy just be just be a good guy and don't and don't, and don't rape nobody <laughs> you know don't rape nobody you don't yeah yourself. we'll do kids yeah, you don't, yourself. yeah. Okay. but isn't that amazing <laughs> like 
I, I think the problem is, and we're, and we're jumping out of politics as fast as I get, and I promise you, because that's not why, why we're on this show. But I think the reason why people get so heated, because it's gotten so far that if you argue for someone, if he does something wrong, the person that voted for him feels like they're flawed just because their candidate's flawed. And that's a mistake. Yeah. You don't have no. to feel, why, <laughs> if your candidate fucked up or effed up, that's it. He that's effed up. You. I'm not, you know, like everybody's like, oh, if you voted for Trump, you're not my friend. I'm like, okay, fuck off. Yeah. Fuck I off. Saw that. Like a lot of on um, Facebook and stuff and everyone being Get one over way yourself. or another, so radical one way and radical the other. I'm like, but it's it's because no but it's because no but liz it's because they feel like if their candidate did something wrong and if they voted for that person they they either themselves feel ashamed um or someone shames them or they rewire their brain where they have to make up excuses for that person like yeah. if he did something wrong like it's like oh 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 that's not true oh. oh that's fake news oh that's a lie or, or or if the person's dead to rights oh but what about that candidate that candidate did this too so so there's always there's this lack of accountability um which leads to rationalization and if there's no rationalization to have um the what aboutism what about this person oh what about that person this and that so so and it's hijacked it was a shitty year right 2020 was a yeah, shitty year. I'm sorry, it was just really. It was just a shitty year, everything. dude. It was, it was a year like we should just call this year 2020. This one and, and forget last year happened. Except redo. I'd like yeah. to, but you st you still got to honor and remember all all the good people that last year claimed, right? I mean, we're in yeah. we're in entertainment, right? Sean Connery oh my God. passed away. That's yeah, uh, Kobe Bryant. You know, I'm um, sports. Yes. Sports is more my more my wheelhouse of more uh, volleyball, but. Um, honestly, Kobe Bryant died a rock star's death. Like you, you won five NBA championships, right? You're like this awesome human being. You're, you're, you turned into a good father. You maybe, maybe you've done some fun, some, some fun or, or cranky, cranky shit when you're a kid. Uh, but, but there's nothing that LA appreciates more than like someone who takes something and just uses it and, and crushes it. And, and it's like a rock star. Like if you you look at every rock star that's won like Grammy after Grammy after Grammy, and then you find that they kill themselves, right? They're immortalized. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> they, they've hit this point where they're at their highest point, and if they're gone, <laughs> that's what people remember them by. And Kobe, um, I mean, I'm not saying him dying was a good thing. So everyone, everyone listening, just shut up. But um, no, he's his untimely death cemented his status. He's oh, he's yeah. he is now an immortal. He's a god in the eyes, yes. yeah, of the people. And he yeah. and didn't he bring everybody else back to life? Like if he died, uh, it makes you question your own mortality because to to his fans, he was Superman. You can't Superman can't yeah. die. Superman no. doesn't die, does he? Superman doesn't oh. die in helicopter crashes. You know, so gives me chills. It oh. does. Well, that who knows? So gives me chills. Bad. Chadwick Boseman. He also yeah. passed away. That's there's so many people, it's list. so hard to keep up with, I, like, mm -hmm. the death toll right now. Like, not only are people who are not immortalized, but, yeah. like, everybody. And I don't know, I try to, I, like, I'm not sure. Well, the younger it, people, know, but... listen, the younger people give us, <clears throat> gives us chills. The younger yeah. people, like Chadwick Boseman, there's no better way to go out. You are a black actor, and you got to play Jackie Robinson, Thurgood Marshall, 
mm-hmm. uh, um, James Brown, and then ultimately yeah. the Black Panther. Yep. If he only did those four movies and retired alive, <laughs> okay, it, it would have cemented his legacy anyway. But yeah, well, even on interviews, <clears throat> he said he was like, "I'm very like I only." take the roles that I think are of substance that have meaning behind it. And he was really smart as an actor and an entertainer because he was very choosy on what he was on and what he put his name on. And that I think is brilliant. But then when the sad demise of him, like, you know, when he went, like everybody was just jaw dropped. When I found out, I was like, Oh my gosh. And that's why he turned off like his um, Instagram, like comments because of how like skinny he was getting because he didn't let his personal like life out just yet but then like it was just like one thing after another and then all of a sudden boom like he had so much more in him and the roles that he could have played later on like he was like the black tom hanks i mean he was someone you want to talk about celebrities that find their way to keep their privacy Right, he's not out there in no high speed chase. He's not you don't you don't hear his wife calling. He's he's beating me up. You don't hear no crazy nonsense like that. Um, he's yeah. he was like the black Tom Hanks. <laughs> he just yeah, I mean the guy. He, the at some point he he was probably gonna win an Oscar, and that's the only the only way we were sad to see him go. Yeah. And and be, given his age, like you said, it brings new meaning to the term goosebumps. Some of these yeah. older celebrities they die. It's like damn, look, come on, Natch- at that age, like Brian Den- Denny, he passed away. All right. Uh, no. Kirk Douglas, Michael Douglas's father, Joel Schumacher, Regis, Regis Philbin, um, Alex Trebek uh, from Jeopardy. At that yeah. age, you just you don't even know what they die, but you assume it's natural causes. Right. Look, right. if Alex Trebek Robin got hit Williams. by a car, no. you still go ahead. Robin Williams. I know his age, but that yeah. one was a hard hit. Yeah. And that, but that was that was 2000. Yeah, but not yeah. this year. But I'm just saying, when it comes to like age and stuff, like yeah, yeah like you know <sighs> when they're getting up there. But there's those ones, those those one actors. Like doesn't matter what age they are. They could be like Betty White. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter. That one is an impact. Like be- well, because oh. they're younger. If people forget, Robin Williams and Lauren Bacall passed away the same day. But Robin Williams was a bigger story because it was everyone thought it was before his time. Like Lauren Bacall, again, they, if you're old, it's natural causes. If Lauren Bacall got hit by a car, you know what? They're still going to call it natural causes because if she were younger, she would have got the fuck out of the way, you know? So that's just like a natural causes thing, okay? So those are the... Ce- natural selection? Yeah, yeah like, so those are the celebrity deaths for uh, actors. Um, mm-hmm. Athletes and con- contribution to my wheelhouse. I'm going to go through mm-hmm. a list of pe- athletes that died in 2020. Um not 2021 because we have Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron just died uh, as well. Yeah, Tommy Lasorda, you know, LA legend, uh, won the World Series with the Dodgers. He passed away. Those are the people that made it to oh. 2021, but I got to give them an honorable mention. Um, so, okay, so we got Kobe Bryant way before his time. Tom Seaver, you know, um, New York Met legend, no matter where he played after that. When you win a World Series, you could play for five different teams or whatever, but when it's time for you to retire, you sign a one-day contract with that team you won the ring with, and you retire absolutely. with that. You retire you with retire that team. With, you, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, There's no other way to do it. Who else? Don Shula. He was a um, 
Miami coach. He was he represents the only team that was undefeated. That's never that played an entire NFL season undefeated. Uh, the Miami wow. Dolphins. Uh, Dave Stern. He was the commissioner before our guy now. Um, Phil Necro. Again, my New York roots. He was the, the master knuckleball. He would throw a pitch that would leave the screen and like and like land in the catcher's mitt. And you're like, how do I even hit this thing? Um, Whitey <laughs> Ford. Gail Sayers, a football legend. Lou Brock. Um, Cliff Robinson. Uh, wrestling, I'm a wrestling head, road, road warrior animal. There was a, uh, oh. uh, uh, the Legion of Doom, uh, road warriors, animal and hawk, animal yeah. passed away. His name was Joseph um, L- uh, Laurinaitis. Now let's go to musicians. Mara Wheelhouse, Eddie Van Halen. Oh um, my gosh. Charlie Daniels. How many times did we sing The Devil Came Down to Georgia? You know, oh my yeah. gosh. Fire in the mountain, run boys, run. <laughs> the devil's in the house with the bads and sun. Um, Bill Withers, um, to you, you who's me up. Well, ain't no sunshine, right? Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. That's Bill Withers. Actually, you could think of five songs. They're like, wait, that's Bill Withers? What? Yeah. Wait, whoa, that's Bill Withers like, too? Wait, hold on. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's like the Kanye West of like jazz music or, or like pop music. Um, Little Richard, one of the um, innovators of rock music for the people like Ice-T who, who contend that rock music was originally black music, like Little, Little Richard, Chuck Berry were some of the originators of rock music because Ice-T got a lot of um, heat in the past for uh, doing rock in his rap albums. And he's just like, what are y'all talking about? It was originally black music, you know? <laughs> you know, and, and, and oh, and kiss my ass, you know? So- um, Basically, like yeah. I'm gonna put on whatever I want. Get out of here, yeah. Well. When you're when you reach that status, you 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 yeah. can you can reinvent things, right? Yeah, absolutely. Little Richard, um, Ruth. Okay, now politicians. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh, um, that was a hard one. Yeah, on the basis yeah. of sex, people. Great movie on the basis of sex about yeah. this this journey this woman took to become not only become a judge but just to become an attorney. You know, Harvard mm-hmm. School of Law, I think was the only first and only woman in that class. Oh, she, she was the only yep. woman in that class. Yeah. Um, New York that Mayor David one. Dinkins um, and John Lewis, a longtime congressman, John Lewis. So so that's that's our little R.I.P. list. R.I.P. Yeah. So let's talk Maybe about let's see if we can consolidate. What's some of the good things that happened in 2020 that we remembered? Of the longest vacation of my fucking life. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got to spend more time with my child. Yes. I, I don't know anything in social media that was anything remotely good. Um, no. People got more bored and put some good music out. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, I definitely... Ideas spending time with your kid is like... It's a critical time in our kids' lives too, right? Mine is yeah. four, right? Yours is... Seven. Yeah, so that's when... Yeah, man, that's that's awesome. That that's was awesome. hardcore. I like, and it. The, and then Drew kind of brought up a point too. He was like, "Isn't it so sad that it's like the way you're thinking is you're like I would have never gotten this time with like my significant other or with my son if the pandemic like didn't shut us down and we had that like crazy amount of time with our families like." Like, when am I going to have that time when I retire and I'm playing with my grandkids? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, like, if we're going to be real about that. It's but, true. like, man, oh, like, just to see this little human 
that I created. Like, is he in <laughs> right school? Before my eyes, like, is he in school? Yeah, he's in school. He goes to school in Orange County. Like, he's been going through the pandemic minus the first couple months. Yeah. Well, COVID and, I mean, CDC, World Health, World, um, Health Organization, has kind of gotten on board. You, you, you know, he getting you a drink? <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Okay. Like, if I didn't have work today, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm saying it's is Drew get is Drew getting you a drink. That's what I was trying no, to No, he's up. getting me the charger so I can keep talking to you. Oh, cool. <laughs> I don't want to lose you. Well, we're pre recording, so we're good. Um for me, the cool thing uh C B C I mean sorry, C C D C and Will and CDC. WHO have gotten on board because they've done study after study after study that, that shows that kids kids should be in school. You know, oh, um, oh. without without knowing the science behind it. I mean, this is not the pod. This isn't the science podcast, right? This isn't this, this isn't this world's yeah, vi- virology the people. Podcast. <laughs> Look, if you want to know about infectious disease and be educated on this, um, it's called This World in Virology. That's a podcast full of scientists and this and that. And you're going to get an oversaturation of education on that. So if that's what you're looking for and that's what you want. Oh, that's better. Cool. That's better. Yeah. I yeah, know. let me. Like, holy shit. Right, let me move, move you this way. I could move you over, like that. But I, I thought the genius of 2020 was, and you will appreciate this. One, um, this virus is real, and people were dying from it. Yeah. Um, uh, two, it wasn't gonna end. We knew it wasn't gonna end in the summer. We were all warned there's a second wave coming in November. So anyone that was be so anyone that says, Oh, oh, they promised it would be gone in three months if they wear a mask, that's not what they said. Okay, that's not what they said. They said this is the best way to, to prevent hospitals from being overrun. Oh, oh, and by the way, October there's another wave coming. So but yeah. the third part was, and this is one you'll appreciate more. The reality is people are not going to stay in their house and lock themselves in until it goes away. That's not uh, how we, no. whether we're flawed or whether we're right or wrong, that's not relevant. That's not how we function as humans. That's not. That's just not going to happen. So if you're going to concede that people are going to leave their house anyway, the, the question of the how comes into play. I'll give you an example. The NBA, right? They wanted to go back to work. They created a bubble. They did Disney, Disney in Florida. They invented their own zip code. Nobody leaves. Nobody comes in. And they have 354 players, and there wasn't one positive test. You know? Yeah. And then for the playoffs, incredible. after a while, they started moving family members in and significant others because everybody's like, oh, but these players get to play, but what about their families? Don't They, they don't get to see their families. I'm like, dude, you're getting paid millions of dollars. You're getting paid to play. And just find a way because there are people, listen, there are people that make significantly less, Liz, right? There are people that serve in the military that are away from their families, you know, yeah. for, for nickels and dimes. And you I can't you can't play a fucking play. sport. <laughs> you can't play a sport for two months <laughs> without your family. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. Miss me with that. So, but that was one of the geniuses of, of 2020. Us, uh, we, evolved, we as humans evolve and we found a way to cope you know um yeah that just shows how strong we can be and you know what i mean like can be i still say that because not a lot of people have unfortunately survived this mentally Mm. you know like i don't know like how a lot of people are doing it with like their mental illness or like that's been like crazy but the awareness 
is real. Like anywhere on social media, you'll see things pop up for like people that uh, need to reach out for help. Like we're here for you. Like we're having text therapy. Like it's pretty insane. Like, cause those people who live alone, so sad. I'm like, I'm sorry. No it human is, contact yeah. for you. Like, yep. it's like what people, you will go crazy. It's true. Yep. There, okay. and there are some people that can spend oodles amount of time. Those, there are some certain mammals of you unicorns that are like, wait, I get to I get to sit home and do nothing. Wow, I got I got like six video games that are still in the wrapper that I haven't played yet. I think that that'll that'll carry me for 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 six months. You know, it's been, so there's, there, I mean, from and I'm I, I'm only saying that because for me, like I have a woman and I have a kid, but if I didn't have them, I am one of those rare people that could be like, um, I'm alone, but I'm not lonely. You know, um, Liz. The, yeah, I, the loneliest I've ever been wasn't a relationship. <laughs> okay. So some people. Nope, I've been there. Some people no, are I've happiest alone, right? If it, uh, uh, I mean, yeah. right? Some, right? I'm, I mean, yeah. uh, for a long time, I was happiest alone. The conversation was better, you know? The sex certainly was, you know? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit heavy handed, but. but the, <laughs> you know, sometimes it needs to be one side. Yeah. So, no, but so you know, if I'm with someone, the, um, I'm with them because I'm happier with them than I was happier alone. You know, there are certain yeah. people that, that that wouldn't be happy without that person, and but there are some people that were happy before they met that person, and and they their their evolution of happiness has manifested because two people completing each other. Uh, there are just so yeah. many colors to that and this and that. Like I, like you and Drew, man, that's an awesome couple. <laughs> you, you know? And and both of you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so a lot of ups and downs, right? Like there's a bad thing, but then there's a good thing that comes out of it. There's a bad thing and there's a good thing that comes out of it. There's, yeah. There's some guy that hit a deer. I just read a story. This guy hit a deer, right? And And, and his car was ruined. And then like two hours later, he found out he won the lottery. <laughs> So. Oh my gosh, he hit Bambi, then scored money. Yes, well, I'm living in the wrong state. I think, I th yeah, it's like, dude, <laughs> you, you <laughs> act like that was a cause and effect. I wish that would be able to happen. Man, for me out here. Dear. Oh, oh, so I, I actually had a kind of not as exciting story happen to me the other day. <laughs> we went to the grocery store and. I just found out that I'm finally going back to work and my EDD ran out. So I'm like pushing pennies right now. Like, oh, just having a struggle. I look down to get into my truck and I see an envelope, $50, just random, $50. I was just like, is the universe just blessing me right now? Because I was like, I know how I'm going to get through with gas. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I have to get to and from work. Like, what is happening? And so I was like, ah, little universe sprinkles. Dude, yes. So I'm like, Oof. not like hitting a, not like hitting a deer and winning the lottery, but yeah, hey, $50 hits, right now. Man hits deer with, two deer with a new car, then he hits the $2 million lottery. <laughs> that was just the AP News Associated Press. Let's check it out. An unlucky start to a North Carolina's man man's day turned upside down when he discovered he won two million bucks in the lottery. Dude. Ah, good for him. Two dear. I thought it was one. Yeah. 
I don't know. Maybe hit like a family crossing the street. You know, I mean, oh, I miss I movies. I miss going to the movies. Um, we miss karaoke. That's a big one in this household. Karaoke, yeah. Yeah. We were listen. We need to buy a karaoke machine. We were actually looking. Yeah, we were talking about karaoke as a form of escapism, where you were talking about shape shifting. Me on my part. I would like to say that if you're in, in an ocean, right, and the ocean is eight feet deep or the ocean is 100 feet deep, I, as long as you're swimming on the top, you know, however period of time, you don't really notice. You only notice it. You only notice it's deep if you can't swim anymore and you start sinking. If it's eight feet, oh, no problem. I'll just hop, <laughs> you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'll just swim to a shallower surface. So <laughs> for me, like karaoke they could have six people there, right? Or they could have 60 people. But if the people that I like to fellowship with are, are there, I always feel like I'm swimming on the top of the ocean. And I don't even know how deep it is. I don't know. I don't know. I'm there, there's 60 people in, it's noisy as fuck, but I don't know that. I'm just with my people, you know? Um, you make new friends mm -hmm. at karaoke, and that's the cool thing about that. So now your 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 ocean you know, and the people that, that swim with you becomes even even more of an escapism because, and that's the way I like to describe it. You can be in an ocean that's six feet deep or 60 feet deep and you don't care because you and the people that you're with are, are you're oblivious to it. You're oblivious to it because you're, it, it's our yeah, world. It's, it's our true. world. Yeah, it's our world. Why do you think I wanted you back on the podcast? I, I, I mean, these are things... There are certain things I could talk to talk to certain people about that that are useful, that are helpful, that are that are entertaining, that's volleyball with this and that. But sometimes, sometimes, just interesting people are are, are, are what you want on a show. Just just talking about these things. We, dude, we we went everywhere last episode. We talked about street harassment. Remember the video, the street harassment yes, video? Yes, with women. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, dude. I remember that. Now cause... let's talk about those poor, unfortunate souls that can't even date during quarantine. Zoom dates. <laughs> Zoom harassment. Shit. Zoom flirting. Dude, I have Zoom flirting. Uh, Instagram liking the pictures. That's how, you know, you poke someone on Facebook. You know? Yeah. What? What do you do? What do you do now? That's crazy. I guess you Where's just Miranda? ignore them. I guess you just ignore them. You know? I guess that's true. But it's like, it's so sad that it's like when people do finally get out there into the dating world, if they're not already are, because let's be honest, like you said, you can't really keep people in the houses. But like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I'd be creepy. I'd be like, so you like... We could get all kinds of soup. I don't know. I can make so many. Mm. I don't know, dude. But like harassment is one of them that is I hope doesn't come back around. It will, but just you know, ease into it. Yeah, you know? I mean look, for me when in doubt, just ignore people. You know, like this podcast is taking off and there's a there's a site called Volley Talk, whatever. And some people like me and some people are like, oh, that's that's the one guy I like the least or whatever. So, 
like whether someone says something positive or negative, I read it. Sometimes I'll click like or I'll put a thumbs up or whatever. And you really want to respond to the people that give you the negative feedback. But I think the more you're into something and the more you want to build your brand, you just don't. The number one rule is don't feed the trolls. Don't feed the trolls. Don't. I mean, because if you feed them, you make them relevant, and they, they, and they, and they just keep. And now, and now that they're, they're far from being done with Eating. you. They're far from being done with you. You know, there's some yeah, because they're like easy yeah. target. I can mm -hmm. pick on that one. Here's the thing. Yeah. I know myself. Yeah, I, I know I'm an easy target. <laughs> I mean, dude, I made a mistake on Volley Talk where. I was reading posts from like a few months ago and then like a, almost a year before that. It was like the same guy. It's like, you know, um, I'll listen to anybody except that Jason the Biz guy that said that. And then, then he said it somewhere else. And I'm like, and instinctively, of course, I go on Volley Talk and I'm like, dude, um, I have some bad news for you. I have a girlfriend. You're just going to have to get over me. <laughs> you know, I mean, she, I, I love her and she loves me. So, so, you know, there is no, there is no us, you know, whatever. But, and I'm like, yeah. how do I fucking unring that bell? How do how do you, how do you, how do you, you keep, and once you're on it, even if you delete it, like if someone wants you bad enough, they, they yeah. you know, I mean, think of all the celebrities um, whose tweets have been deleted and and you can't they can't unring that bell because they have so many followers. I'm not saying I'm a celebrity, but I have I have enough positive and negative feedback where as far as me getting to where I want to go or just getting to where whatever wherever this journey takes me on its own, mm -hmm. don't feed the trolls. Don't feed uh, yeah. No. Honestly, I got a message from a girl. Um and I'm not going to mention her name, but I know three girls with the same name. So sometimes I have a conversation with someone and um, as I have the conversation, then I, re I remember which, what, Jessica, or which Jesse, or this or that. Okay, so is that yeah. Jessica? But then she was like, you should come on the Zoom, you know? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to Starbucks. And she's like, I'd like some 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 of your, your, your cream with the coffee. And I was just like, what is she talking about? Is she, <laughs> you know, so now I'm thinking like, it's, it's the Jessica that likes to joke around you know, whatever to play around. So I go on zoom and I go on zoom and this girl is naked. She's playing with herself. And I'm just like, and you don't see the face. I still don't see the face, but you look at the body type and you try to put two and two together. And I'm just like, I still don't know who this is, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, thank God, you know, I've, uh, my girlfriend will bust my ass if I know who that is, you know? But yeah, I'm just, just be like, I have no idea. So now I have two choices. I just keep watching or I just, or I just click, I, I get out of there, I X out. So what do I do? I don't just keep watching. I, I have this 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 recording device called the Ninja um, the Ninja Assassin. Let me show it to you. Actually, I'm gonna yeah, put it on camera, show you what it looks like. So this, I strap to everything. It's right here. I strap to everything, oh, yes, and I just I press record. Yeah, there. you press yeah. record, and you can export the file, and you can share the file. You can chop the bit rate if it's too big, and this and that. Yeah. So, I actually just went to full screen, and I press record, and I just went. So, because, I mean, it was weird because I had already clicked on it and maybe someone was trying to bait me into doing something, you know, like yeah, the same thing as them yeah. and then they're recording me and then 
you know, then they want to get paid, right? Maybe they want to get paid to, you know, hush money or, you know, oh, your wife doesn't need to know about this and that. But I'm like, you're like, no, my wife's pretty much going to see this recording. Well, she actually, I told her about it. She didn't, she doesn't know the full story behind it, but I don't, let's just say, I don't, I don't put myself in a position where I betray her trust. I I do whatever the F I want. She does whatever she wants, but we don't, you know what I'm saying? She, she, like if she were me, she just X's out. She's gone. You know, but me, I'm a, I'm an idiot. No, so, uh, so, and, I and, I'm, kept and I'm not turned on. Like, oh, yeah. No, but I'm not. The, the point I was trying to make is I'm not turned on or off by it. Like you know, I mean, maybe the normal guy is turned on. Oh my god! Oh, there! Oh, oh! No, I'm just the whole time I press record and I'm looking. I'm just trying to find something, an, another part of her body besides her vagina that that makes me know who the hell this is. You're like, can you and just I give don't, me a clue? So she xed out. Cause she found that I was recording her cause I dragged the file over and like on zoom, there's a picture in picture. So her picture in picture was herself. So she, she kind of freaked out and like, and like left, you know, and I'm like, wait a second, I'm freaking you out. <laughs> I'm the one that's freaking yeah. you out right now. So, um, it's so the, I don't, the reason why I'm even telling this story is if you're not sure, don't click on it. <laughs> you know, if you want to reply to someone, uh, type it, but don't click send. Typing it and, and reading it back to yourself and just thinking about the consequences. Yeah. <laughs> um, like me t- telling this story. I'm probably, maybe I'm going to get some heat from Kelly after the show. Maybe she's going to see this and be like, You're, why are you looking at naked women and this and that? I'm like, I'm not looking at nobody. No. I, I thought, you know, <laughs> I, I thought, yeah, I thought it was a friend. So, um, but no, but if I had to go back, I wouldn't click it at all. I wouldn't, I would, I don't. You know, I don't click on it at all. The only reason why I did is because I had a conversation that closely I narrowed it down to two Jessicas. You know, so again, it's not her name or whatever, but but um, just weird, weird 2020. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's, yeah. I don't, it's such a freaking rodeo show. I feel <laughs> like it's like different acts of like the circus. You know what I mean? Like the first couple months, it was the trapeze act. Like, oh, 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 oh my God, are you serious? Like, massive fail. Then we got the elephants coming in on the third. Like, I, I just, it's it's so ridiculous that I I try my hardest to stay the f out of it because it's just like it's like if I keep feeding into oh my gosh the death hornets oh my gosh um. What is the new 2021 thing that's happening right now with Kim and, and Kanye and their divorce? I'm like, hey, yeah. like, he obviously knows too much about the family. And like, you know what I mean? And you guys already deemed him crazy. So why don't you guys just deal with that in private? You know yeah. I mean? like, but I think we're both, also, we're both also blessed with a quarantine, right? Like sooner or later, you socialize or you associate with a certain number of people. Like if my boy Greg, he's got a roommate situation as other volleyball players. And they basically, a lot of them live in the same building or a lot of them live in the two block radius of each other. So maybe they get tested, get tested again. And they kind of have this this inner circle where quarantine becomes quarantine. You know, um, this this oh the reason it's the reason I even brought up the NBA. Like they they showed uh, it was a very expensive way of showing anybody to do it. They and and but they did it. Three hundred fifty four players, zero positive test. Um, the AVP, my wheelhouse volleyball. They didn't have a, a um, Disneyland. Or they didn't have like a a gated community, but they behaved responsibly where they only trained with each other. 
you know, a lot of them have roommate situations. Um, some some of them, you know, volleyball. There's relationships in volleyball. One of my boys, my boy Eric Baranek, and him and uh, uh, very God volleyball hottie Gina. They they you know they've spent a lot of time together. So that that those are examples of quarantine and and the AVP. They made the events happen because they got a film permit. Oddly enough, that's really? why I was I had you in the beginning of the show. They had a film permit um instead of a, a an athletic permit or a volleyball permit i guess they wow. thought they'd have a better chance of, of putting of on the sporting doing, event yeah. so absolutely that's so smart it was wow. it was quite ingenious if you if you ask me they um yeah yeah film permit and i guess the players are just actors you know and i'm like well, damn, can I fast forward to see who wins the game? <laughs> you know, the results, you know, but I, I, I think the reason why I'm bringing that up is at the end of the day, that's all sports is. Sports is just one big, long film or short film where you, you're, you're engaged and you don't know how it's going to end. And it takes you through these climatic series, these ups and downs. And it's very much associated with film and, and theater performance. Uh, um you are performing. Yeah. I mean, this is why people watch More wrestling. That's why people watch WWE. It's it's the, the result is fixed, but the stunts are real. And and, and the the activities, yeah. it's real human. Glow. Yes. But the only difference, yeah, the only difference. Oh, glow. Oh, my God. I remember that. Jesus. Gorgeous ladies of wrestling? Man, that turns out. Gorgeous ladies of wrestling. <laughs> Ooh, bunch of eye candy. But um, I think the only difference between performing and, and athletics is performing is real human behavior in imaginary circumstances. You yeah. know, where sports is real human behavior and I guess real time circumstances and, and yeah. that's it. So oh, so we for entertainment purposes, I sent you we're gonna uh, I'd like us to bounce back and forth. And we had this category called um favorite films uh, as like top five favorite films that headlined or co-starred a hip-hop artist so oh. i'd like to go first and Please, as i go no but as I, no but as i go first they're gonna someone something's gonna pop in your head so let me go first on this like i have a top three right okay. one is set it off that's with queen latifah and it's jada pinkett's uh, J uh smith um vivica fox okay. um, yeah. <laughs> You four girls decided to, you know, I guess down in their luck, they were like, what? You know, one of them worked at a bank and her bank got robbed. And she's like, I know the guy that robbed the bank and he's a dumbass. How hard could this be? So they they eventually that did that. And, then, and and it didn't really end well. I think only one person came out alive, right? And she, she should have went to jail. They ended up letting her go. Um, or the guy saw her on the bus and just, I mean, it was just like, man, I guess enough people died today or got arrested. Um, so that's one of my movies. My second one, is Eminem, uh, Eight Mile. Yes. And it's weird because it led to other smaller roles and this and that, but it didn't steer him as a hip hop artist to 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 say, you know what? I'm done making albums. I think I want to just do television. I think I want to just do film and this and that. So, but that movie as a standalone, amazing, uh, amazing oh, movie. Oh, by, I just got um, amazing, it. amazing movie again. by one of the, the top two hip-hop artists of all time i have i have him and jay-z in the same boat you know some people don't like jay-z style but jay-z's lyrical and his freestyle and and the things that man's able to do and his impact on hip-hop um I, I gotta i give jay-z the rub over eminem but but i i, it's, I wouldn't take it personally if someone had eminem ahead of him i, I mean 
Um, I think they might be a little silly, but they're not completely out of their mind. Uh, yeah. but, my, <laughs> but my first one was Ice T New Jack City. And this came out oh, in 88, wow. 89. And this is when crack cocaine as an epidemic hit the urban scenes. I'm, I'm from New York City. And the way it hit New York and how it's this this rich person's drug, you know, f f carved out of a rock, graded out of a rock that made it that hit the ghettos that hit that hit like these poor these poor neighborhoods and and how people that don't have a lot of money and how they reacted to it and how do you police that and how do you get drug dealers to stop killing each other for for territories over that stuff so it was one of the first real looks at how it ruins people's lives i mean cuz back then it was Nancy Reagan's just say no right um and you know, people that did drugs were bad people. And and they weren't bad people. They were just, they were just addicted, you know, and then, and it's not, it's not, it's sickness versus evil. And that was the conversation that that helped um, people understand. Sorry about that. And there was a little bit of a freeze there. But New Jack City <laughs> helped people understand in the 80s, like, if you did drugs, you were a bad person. They consider you not a not a good person where sometimes you're you're not good or bad and sometimes if you're addicted to something it's not because you're an evil person it's because you're ill you know if you're killing people over territory you're not ill you're, you're evil you know i mean so um you know do you see what this drugs does to kids or whatever i'm like kids aren't i mean at that time kids weren't buying drugs so so but it really helped open the door for people to do other movies yeah you know, like after, shortly after that, Boys in the Hood came out. Shortly after that, you know, um, Menace to Society came out. So um, it was a said way. It was Wesley Snipes, who was the, the Nino Brown. He's a drug kingpin. Ice-T was uh, the, the undercover, the UC. Uh, Judd Nelson, you know, our Breakfast Club guy, he was in it as a detective. Mario Van wow. Peebles. Um, really, really good movie, man. I really... Yeah, that's one of my favorite ones. So anything come to your mind, hip hop artist? I mean, are you drawing Girls blanks? Trip. Which one? I am Girls Trip with Queen Latifah, but yes. that's only because you said Queen Latifah. But that was that was I love that movie mm -hmm. so much. What is it? Uh, is it Jada Pickett Smith? Isn't it? Yeah, and then um, who else? Uh, Tiffany Haddish. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then there's one more, but I don't doesn't, doesn't matter. <laughs> name but yeah. honestly like the other roles like outshined hers though obviously yeah but i i my I, opinion no but i think it introduced um people to understand the difference and differentiate sickness versus evil right like the three strike rule is not going to work because yeah. if you're neurologically addicted you're going to have three strikes and you're going to go to jail when you get out you're going to go to jail for the same thing um and it doesn't, I mean, people were thrown in jail. It's because they're like, oh, he had so many chances. You know, all you need is a little bit of willpower. He had so many chances. That means he doesn't respect the law and he doesn't care. I'm like, no, he's just, he's, no, think about it. Think about it. If you know, for the people listening at home, if you know you get caught doing something again, you're going to go to jail and you do it anyway. It's not because you're irresponsible. Nobody wants to go to jail. And sometimes you're, you're, it's just a sickness. We're trying to get you a stronger signal. Is that what's going on? Yeah. 
it's just a sickness. Yeah, I'm just trying. You know, um, and then drug addiction transcended to other things, like um, serial killers, right? Is that is that a sickness or is that evil? You know, I mean. That I I feel like that one that one might be a sickness. I don't know, being rhetorical, but that one definitely because you can't get it out of your mind. It's an itch that they can't scratch. You watch any any movie on it or you watch a documentary on serial killers and then they put that serial killer right there in front of you in front of the camera and they're just like it's something that I couldn't help it, it was just in my mind it was eating me all I can picture was the girls that I wanted to tie up or you know what I mean like or the families that I just wanted to murder like it's just it, it's something in their brain like a hiccup like with a hiccup like it's until something stops it and that would be in the serial killers that would be them killing like it's just gonna keep going and drive them crazy yeah that's insane oh my gosh just thinking about it it is i mean but mm. for years sir i mean people support the death penalty because there's some people they feel that that they're just evil and they need to be put to death or or maybe they're just a sick dog that needs to be oh yellered you know but the thing that intrigued me about it i read a play called mm. frozen um, not the movie, not the cartoon, there's a play, three-person play written by a, a Brit um, wh whose name escapes me, Breonna Lavery, that's her name. And it was about a mother who 20 years later had to, wanted to visit a serial killer who, killed, who abducted and killed her daughter. And she wanted to visit him. And the person that made the visit possible was a person doing her PhD on serial killers. Uh, um, her PhD was illness versus... Um, evil and i learned a lot about the brain uh, uh parts of the brain and this she, her argument was why it would be considered illness i mean instead of evil there's a layer on the brain a cerebral cortex um it's a molecular layer which contains a few neurons um it's supposed to be like on the top of your head just just to dumb it down for everybody i'm i'm, I'm turning science into bro science it's it has to be it's true bro so um there's a molecular part of the brain, a cortex, that I guess more or less mediates your impulses. You know? Are, you're still with me, right? Are you good? Okay. You're just trying to get, find a good signal. Yeah, yeah. Just You might see me a little frozen. Trying to. All right, cool. Um, all right. So, so to make it more simpler, you're driving in your car, right? Someone cuts you off. Someone gives you the middle finger. You tell yourself... I could just kick the shit out of this guy. You're in this. I could just, I could just get out of the car and kick this, kick this guy's ass. So there's that first impulse, right? And there's a part of your brain that mediates whether you're going to get out of the car and do it or not. So the cold, harsh reality is people think you're not supposed to have these evil thoughts. You're not supposed to have these thoughts. You're not supposed to think that way. You motherfuckers need Jesus, you know, <laughs> whatever you need to pray. Um, but the reality is every there is a serial killer in all of us. There is a saint in all of us. There's a rapist in all of us. The, the, something there is a, an, an adulterer in all of us. There is. You know, there is a thief in all of us because there's a there's a cerebral cortex of your brain that that mediates whether you should do something or not. Now, now, Liz, with that being said, if that part of if that molecular cortex is damaged, 
If that molecular cortex is damaged, let's say you get, your parents hit you on the head a lot when you're a kid. And if that molecular cortex is damaged, then your brain is damaged and it affects your, your psychological growth. So now yes. if that, so in turn, if that part of, of your brain is damaged, then you're, you're just obeying all of your instincts. So, so a serial yeah, killer, like there's no turn. Yeah. So a serial no killer sees someone that's attractive. He wants to abduct if he was abused as a child. And if that molecular cortex on his brain was, was, was damaged in a way, he's just going to feed his impulses. So that's Absolutely. why certain people who, I guess people who molest children or people who are serial killers or people who rape or people who, uh, I don't know, or punish themselves. There, there is a part of your brain. And I, I, I was trying to look up the name. Um, there's a study from Dartmouth and I think I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to put it up. Yeah, the cerebral cortex is the outer covering gray matter uh, over the hemisphere, typically two to two to three millimeters thick. And there's a neocortex. And all of this basically is associated with your impulse uh, and mediating your impulse. So that's why I lean more towards sickness than evil, you know. But I think it's I think it's interesting that the play was called Frozen, right? And when other people think of Frozen, when everyone else on this planet thinks of Frozen, they think of Anna and Ilsa, whatever. I mean, my the songs my that daughter, I really do. Yeah, karaoke. dude, my daughter wears the Ilsa dress every day to school, and I'm like, well, she has they're gonna to think it's the only. For it. I love it. I'm like, dude, you're gonna have the people just. Other kids are going to think it's the only damn piece of clothing you have, man. We're not going to call social services on us, you know? So we got her Anna dress too. But... Those are going to be your favorite. Yeah. Oh, those are going to be your favorite memories. Like, oh, I love it. No doubt. No doubt. This one got Downable's yogurt. <laughs> That's what we're doing right now, right? <laughs> so. I can't help it. It's delicious. Oh, my God. So did you... um? It's so weird. Like in the South Bay, like last year, there were a lot of demonstrations and there were a lot of protests, but there were, I mean, where we live, there were like none, <laughs> you know? No. Nope. Yeah. There was one on the Hermosa Pier. Yep. The, and it went pretty well. Yeah. I think, I think so. I think it, it went really well. Um, very peaceful. It was like, everything you would hope for for a peaceful protest just everybody coming together it was just like it was almost like a worship song you know yeah it was beautiful which includes the police and i feel like <laughs> which included like, the police it, yeah mm -hmm. it, yeah exactly but that's just the the extent of our community here you know that's just you know it's quiet and it's peaceful and everyone you know is for everybody and that was just such a beautiful moment last year. If we're gonna talk about good things, going back to good things that happened last year, that was that was a beautiful thing that happened last year in yeah. this community. And I liked it because one, I always I always have praise for our police department. All right. I'm not one of them guys that are the defund the police or you got or you have to pick a side. I think if there's if if there's bad behavior in a bad precinct, bad police. If there's good behavior in a good precinct, 
good police. So yeah. the question is, what are we going to do about the bad ones? And the answer, my answer is, and this, and I think you co-signed with me, is show more examples of what good policing looks like. You, you, I mean, you, you want extra training, you want more hours training in the academy, you want all this other stuff. No, go to go to some of the departments that 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 are that that are doing their job that are and, and when I say good policing, I mean, pups, public servants, I mean, getting to know the people around you, like our police know who's the, who the homeless guy is, they know who the rich asshole is, they know the guy yeah. who's been stealing bikes, the guys on the first name, you know, <laughs> yeah. well, the, the whole damn neighborhood knows this guy, right? I, this, how many, you want to talk about illness versus evil, right? This guy keeps getting Dang. arrested for stealing bikes, you yeah, know, bikes. So. yeah. <laughs> no, but how to do there are plenty of situations on the pier where people are drunk and they're getting fights and there are plenty of people who visit Hermosa Beach. And um, as far as de-escalating a situation and just being good police, man, this, this is, they are, I think they should be the measuring stick, which a lot of, of departments would, should love and would love to compare. And I think that's all I want to say about that. But that, like you said, that was a good part yeah. about last year. Man, that was really good. So That was beautiful. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, because my son lives in Orange County part of the time, and the the protests that were happening out there is bad, especially with minorities. Like, it was just a really scary time to be in some of those places, and we lucked out. We really did. We were blessed with a peaceful protest and peaceful people in this community. Yeah, that's basically what happened. I also, was, you know, I, I also did think we did a good job of not letting politics hijack the narrative, like like Black Lives Matter. That's also true. Yeah, but like Black Lives Matter, like you can talk about oh who's contributing it, oh 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 you know which party supports it or political this political that. Or you can just look at it as a human, a human movement. There are some people, you know, maybe they did nothing wrong, or maybe what they did wrong didn't you know warrant the death penalty that are being treated unfairly and um, unfairly incarcerated on a on a comparative scale differently and i mean it's really nice to say oh don't break the law but the reason why there are police there is because people 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 mess up people mess up people sometimes they steal stuff i mean not to me, the people that should get shot are the ones who are shooting people and have a gun and might shoot the police. Not, yeah, when not, they not someone that's saying, I can't breathe. Not someone that's saying, don't shoot. Not someone that's turned around running away. So, so and the reason the BLM as a movement happened because those people on a larger scale happen to be African-American. And as long as people take the politics out of it, then and accept it as a human movement we can all understand each other and we can all listen to each other and we can all learn from each other and that's what i think oh, yeah. hermosa beach did, did really well like in the summer the volleyball program i was with we we were thinking about just having a silent like a like a 10 or 20 minute one like on a beach just big sign just blm you know um and it's so weird that people the reason all the only people that get upset over that when they see the sign are the people that already um have accepted with their their beliefs are what their political beliefs are uh, you know like think mm -hmm. about it I, I wrote on facebook my post was um the desperate need 
to want to be part of a gang creates gangsters. Mm-hmm. Right? You 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 want to be part well, of this. Well, and this, idolizing you be, it in the yeah. rap community too. Yeah, but you but you want to be part of this gang. It's no surprise that pe- these people act like gang members. Like what happened January sixth at the Capitol. The, uh, they, they, oh that God. that was synonymous with people desperately wanting to be. It's called, I call it bad tribalism. You desperately want to be part of something, um, and it's it's very very human because we're uh, Brecht, all, Brecht, Bertolt Brecht, a playwright, said that um, change cannot happen through one person. Collective change. It's inspired by one person, but can only happen through a collection of people, and that you can do that in a good way. Yep. Or you could do that in a bad way. But if you have this desperate need to be part of a gang, don't be surprised that when people start acting like gang members, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, that was terrible. What happened yeah. at, at the Capitol? That was that was ridiculous, you know. And to me, the reason why there's even an argument is because people look for an opinion to have. Like, I don't have an opinion on this. Let me turn on Fox News. We'll see what they say. And that's my opinion. Let me turn on CNN or MSNBC. Uh, oh, okay, that's what they say, right? And mm. BLM and like these human human rights movements that we, we, we embrace humanity and just togetherness and unity gets hijacked by received opinion, right? Like, think about it. If um, the way our country is shaped, if you support the police, you're a Republican. And if you're anti-police, you're a Democrat. And that's, it's such a lie. It's so, uh, it's such a lie. Man, if we had more time to get in on this, like, and I I just, I don't like to be put one way or another because I have so many beliefs that change constantly on, you know, research and, you know, being involved with a certain person or like, you know, learning, constantly learning the knowledge that I love. Like I love just getting knowledge about one side or another. And I just have so many different like avenues, like on what I believe or what I don't believe. I don't like to be put in like radical left or radical right. Like, I hate that. Like, don't tell me I have to either because it's my American right that I don't have to choose either one side. But it's so crazy you said that, that people are going, they're like, no, this is what you are. And this is what you are if you believe this. Nope. Yeah, going to have to miss Sorry. you. Sorry. <laughs> scared a little crazy. Wherever. We can cut that part out. But yeah. like. No. Whew, I know. Well, that part, that part cut out on its own. <laughs> the signal. <laughs> um, no, but I, I agree with you in the sense that anyone that talks to you doesn't have. If they don't have the first clue what political party you're, you're with, then you're doing something right. <laughs> you know, yeah. like uh, uh, um, Wendy Jones, who was on my. She's the founder of the Optimist Journal. She. No one can peg her left or right. You know, me, they peg me left or right, depending on the day. Like I can, <laughs> I can take an argument, like I support BLM as a movement. And because people have fed, are spoon fed, um, or instilled, like I said, um, received opinions, they yeah. automatically assume I'm a liberal, you know, the yeah. next, the next day I'm like, no, but two days later, I'm like, what's wrong with having a gun? I don't care. What's wrong oh, with owning? What's wrong? What's wrong with owning sure. a gun? So now, if someone saw me saying that, okay, he's a right wing, whatever. So, so I'm so unlike you and unlike Wendy, 
I'm in this position where they already assume I'm one or the other. At least with you, you have the luxury of of people not having the first clue. Me, uh, I openly, I openly take stances on arguments, and just like you, when the facts change, so does my opinion. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, like why be so stuck on no but it, it said this it said this in 2012 and i'm just gonna stick with that one thing that they said in the social media world and like what they were throwing at us in the newspapers on fox news on everything but then now you say 20 and i'm like wow well you know left this let me like go over this in my head yeah, that's true. Let's think. <laughs> We're evolving. <laughs> no, but that's that's what I liked about you. <laughs> no, but that's what I like about you, and that's why I like having you on the podcast. I I just think you you got to put the human back in human beings. We can't just be beings, right? We have to be human yeah. beings. And, and no, anyone that can help me put the human back in human being is a, is a win is a win for me. You know, and I so miss karaoke. I desperately miss. You know, I desperately miss what we what we used Pull to do. Pulling my heartstrings. Yeah, I mean, I said this before and I'll say it again. Like for volleyball, you, it was my escapism. But when your escapism becomes your career, you need another form of release. Uh, everything that's just bunched yeah. up inside that you you at some point it's going to explode and you could you could find that you could explode in a bad way you know because you keep it all inside. It's like Liz, what you know <laughs> or or um. <laughs> you can find another way to emote that and, and through us it's through theater and it's through performance and it's through it's through self-expression you can sing a song that has nothing to do with yes. the way you feel but the people listening feel you, you they, they feel you right that's you so, can sing alone funny. by heart you but, put it out no but you could sing alone by heart but you're not alone <laughs> but like you said it's just the emotion of, <laughs> of whatever's inside you uh, and you just giving yourself permission to allow it to come out, um, giving yourself permission to um, risk fe uh, feeling like an ass. You know, maybe the song doesn't sound good, maybe it doesn't, but you don't care because the people that you surrounded yourself with, uh, it it's all good. You know, um, right? Yeah. There's a difference between Hennessy's and Tower Twelve, right? Tower Twelve. There is. Tower Twelve is is kind of a it's kind of a clubby environment, and I don't mean that in the negative inference because that's fun too. To, to, no. to, to, to have songs yeah, that are that's for you. No, but to have songs that everyone can dance to or to sing or perform songs that are that are like big crowd or you know, or from Sweet Carolina like a group to group setting. Yeah. yeah. But um yeah, Hennessy's it's a clubs over uh, a pubs over clubs thing. So the songs the way you choose to emote yeah. at Hennessy's and the way you choose to emote at um Tower Twelve are two different things. So uh -huh. um, and I've and, done both ways. Yeah, they're both uh, for a while like you 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 like it too i like tower 12 during the day when i could go grab a beer and a drink and feel like completely like you know safe in my environment the in meatballs there are savage but that just goes to show that I, sorry go ahead oh my god mm, i cannot wait for them to like open up dining again because oh i gotta go grab some but like then like that just shows like what kind of person I am when it comes not person I am but like what I feel like in the moment I love going to pubs over clubs right like yeah. give me the give me the 
a small, I want dirty, I want grimy. I want you to know when you walk in there, you're going to smell the beer that fell on the floor a couple like weeks ago. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I want it stale. And like the people that have their bar stool, like, you know, mm-hmm. my feel. My feel. Oh my God. Well, guess what? <laughs> That's perfect time, man. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> Are you getting hungry? I'm hungry. I'm starving. I actually. Drew already just made me food. He was like, for what? Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, I'm so jelly. Oh, dude. So, man, 20, this is 2021. All right. Um, and I hope you get out there and you start performing again. I for sure hope, uh, hope Drew gets out there and, and starts working and performing again. And ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, fingers crossed for him, guys. Yeah, well, you too. We had this conversation about... Uh, what you want to do, how you, where you think you belong in it, and just the general fears uh, of, you know, if, right? You're, I mean, for me, the only thing I can say about you is your deepest fear is, yeah. your deepest fear is not that you're inadequate, but more powerful than beyond than than you can measure. That's that's a scary. Being more powerful than than you think you are is, is scarier than is, is is a hell of a lot more scary than thinking that you're not good enough. You know. No. I know I can do it. I know I can. And I, I, I'd want to do it only for the sole purpose of making a difference. Mm-hmm. And you're, you put it so beautifully, um, putting the human back in human being. And that's what I would try to reach out to. And, you know, all positive vibes and trying to just, you know, make my way through this life as best and bright and beautiful as I can, you know. And that's probably one of the things that I will try to overcome this year. Maybe take some acting classes or really start getting out there just to put my foot in the door. Kind of warm myself up to it. Anytime, anytime you, Drew, and me want a workshop, just get pull out a play and we'll co- like just like cold read to each other, have a little fun. Yeah. Anytime you want to, you want to do that as a threesome. I'm, I'm, I'm in. You know, I, I miss performing so much you know i mean again i was in the bfa program at Mary Mount manhattan and for five years i've done a ton of broadway and off-broadway stuff and since i oh, moved since i moved it. here i haven't done anything i, I haven't done anything oh, well, then why do you think karaoke is so important to me sorry sorry we're just gonna have to change that we have mm. to do it yeah but honestly workshopping helps man anytime you keep it's like a, workshopping is like a gym for actors you know, and I used to do that twice a year in New York, just just to stay sharp. I would get, I would get two per working professionals. I would get two students. I would get a director and a newbie. So it was, it was always like a six person group, but but it was always a mixture: two people who are in school, two people who are working, a director, and and, and a seventh person who never did it, and myself. So we would do that twice a year. We would do that in July, the whole month of July, twice a week, and the whole month of January, twice a week, you know, for an hour and a half or whatever. So it's just a gym for actors. And it was just, it was just scene work. It was process and technique, some process and technique, but it was all moment to moment, like scene, scene study, understanding the scene and just being in the moment and moment to moment rehearsal, rehearsal for nothing. We do, we do it for nothing. And I'd, I'd be more, I'm, I'm like I said. I'm, I love that though. Yeah. So, um, but uh, I won't forget that. I've, we definitely got to reach out. We got to, we got to do that. Maybe we get a fourth person into, you know, that we know. And we just oh, yeah. c- continue to workshop. All right. 
Oh my God. So that's, yeah. oh man. So let me tell you something, guys. Liz might love you, but I can't stand you. So we're out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 77 of the Option Podcast. For all of you at home, for all of you on your iPhones, for all of you on your iPads, for all of you on your Droid, for all of you on your desktop, who runs the world? <laughs> Old school, old smooth school. Look at this smooth resolution for Liz Rebel and for Drew Cannon, who is in the back helping you helping you make this happen. I'm Jason DeBayas. We love you to pieces, and we're out. Come check out the Option Podcast on OptionDB.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify, and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're gonna love what you hear.